In the early 1800s, national political parties continued to debate issues such as the tariff, powers of the federal government, and relations with European powers. The Revolution of 1800 refers to the first transfer of power from one party to another in American history, when the presidency passed to Democratic-Republican Thomas Jefferson in the 1800 election. The peaceful transition calmed contemporary fears about possible violent reactions to a new party's taking the reins of government. The passing of political power from one political party to another without bloodshed also set an important precedent. Over the course of his two terms as president, he was re-elected in 1804, Jefferson reversed the policies of the Federalist Party by turning away from urban commercial development. He wanted the United States to be the breadbasket of the world, exporting its agricultural commodities without suffering the ills of urbanization and industrialization. With his empire of liberty, he envisioned a rural republic of landowning white men, or yeoman republican farmers. Jefferson championed the rights of states and insisted on limited federal government as well as limited taxes. This stood in stark contrast to the Federalists' insistence on a strong, active federal government. When Jefferson became president, he refused to have the commissions for President Adams' Federalist judicial appointments delivered to the appointed officials. William Marbury was one such official, and petitioned the Supreme Court for an explanation from Jefferson's Secretary of State, James Madison. In deciding the case in 1803, Chief Justice John Marshall established the principle of judicial review. Marshall found that Congress's Judicial Act of 1789, which would have given the Supreme Court the power to grant Marbury remedy, was unconstitutional because the Constitution did not allow for cases like Marbury's to come directly before the Supreme Court. Thus, Marshall established the principle of judicial review, which strengthened the court by asserting its power to review and possibly nullify. Following the Louisiana Purchase, the U.S. government sought influence and control over North America through a variety of means, including exploration and diplomatic efforts. The Actions of Congress and the President In 1803 the United States bought the Louisiana Territory from France for $15 million, doubling its size. The purchase greatly enhanced the Jeffersonian vision of the United States as an agrarian republic in which yeoman farmers worked the land. In 1803, Thomas Jefferson appointed Meriwether Lewis to organize an expedition into the Louisiana Territory to explore and map the area but also to find an all-water route from the Missouri River to the Pacific Coast. The Louisiana Purchase and the journey of Lewis and Clark's Corps of Discovery captured the imagination of many, who dedicated themselves to the economic exploitation of the western lands and the expansion of American influence and power. In the South, the Adams-Honest Treaty of 1819 legally secured Florida for the U.S., though it did nothing to end the resistance of the Seminoles against American expansionists. At the same time, the treaty frustrated those Americans who considered Texas a part of the Louisiana Purchase. Taking matters into their own hands, some American settlers tried to take Texas by force. The origins of the War of 1812, often called the Second War of American Independence, are found in the unresolved issues between the United States and Great Britain. One major cause was the British practice of impressment, whereby American sailors were taken at sea and forced to fight on British warships. In addition, the British in Canada supported Indians in their fight against further U.S. expansion in the Great Lakes region. With the end of the war in Europe, Britain was eager to end the conflict in the Americas as well. In 1814, British and U.S. diplomats met in Flanders, in northern Belgium, to negotiate the Treaty of Ghent, signed in December. The boundaries between the United States and British Canada remained as they were before the war. 
This outcome was welcome to those in the U.S. who feared a rupture in the country's otherwise steady expansion into the West. Hey everyone, thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope it was useful for your learning. Make sure you consolidate your knowledge by clicking the link in the bio to be taken to the free online course. Good luck with your studies!